Welcome to Sunday Worship at St. Matthew's Baptist Church, led by our senior pastor of over 34 years, Dr. Raymond M. Gordon Sr. Our worship service is made up of three facets, information, invocation, and inspiration. Information consists of pertinent topics that Pastor Gordon would like to share with you to engage and edify. Invocation consists of prayer and preparation for worship. Inspiration consists of our praise to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and pastor's delivery of the word.
Hallelujah. We worship you. Worship is to give worth to the name of Jesus. And truly, he is worthy. Father, thank you for the ministry of music. Thank you for worship, fellowship. Thank you for honoring yourself. Glorify yourself. Hide the preacher behind the cross. Crucify him afresh. Convict, convince if need be converted. Bless every family under the sound of my voice. Heal those that need healing. Help those that need help. In Jesus' name. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. Come on now. Praise his name. Let me brag and say we got the best choir in the world. The best. Whether you believe that or not, the best. Thank God for each and every one of them. And uh, thank God for their willingness to be faithful, their great voices. Every, you know, every choir don't have great voices. I had this old lady when I was growing up in a choir. She, she loved to sing solos, but she couldn't sing. <laughs> Somebody said she used to go in the back when they change robes and take a little shot of liquor. Come back out. So I just thank the Lord. Y'all ain't drinking no liquor back there. Praise the Lord. Thank God for you. The Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. Now, this closes out my series on the family and God knows our families need to be challenged. You can't put toothpaste back in the tube. You can't unscramble eggs. The purpose of these sermons is for you to get wisdom from the word and move on. We need to move on in Christ. And we thank the Lord from whom all blessings flow. And this morning I'm dealing with the fundamentals of the family and uh, I have Proverbs 22, 6, bring up a child in the way they should go. And when they get old, they will not depart. Ephesians 5, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. Wives, be submissive and subjected to your husbands as unto the Lord. Colossians 3, children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing to God. Grown children, reverence and honor your parents. Hey, this is the uh, this is the first commandment with promise, and the promise is: as you follow God's word of honoring your parents, God says you will be blessed the rest of your life. If you dishonor your parents, you won't be blessed. We we got to try to understand the power of the principles of Scripture. And pastor's going to preach the whole counsel of God. I'm not coming up here, Mahanda, Mahanda, speaking in tongues. 
or you running around the church and not cleaning your house, or you wanting to preach and teach and not obedient to your husband, that ain't happening up in this place. Can I get a witness? Or 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 loving to your wives. You if if you get the word of God, the word of God must in fact be implemented properly. That your home is first. Can I get a witness? Your home is first. Amen. And I wanted to throw that out there. And y'all can get quiet if you want. I'll preach to the clock and get out of here. Praise the Lord. But God is good. We are dressed down through the summer. If you wish to wear dresses and heels, you may. If you wish to wear suits, you may. That's your decision. But we're here to worship Almighty God. God's will for the family is to first be saved by faith in Jesus Christ. That's the first thing God wants, for your family to be saved. He died, he was buried, he rose again, and asked him to come to your life and save you. And, and then to be submitted, subjected, amen, and to sacrificially be committed to the union, the, the unity, and the unit of the family. The union is the marriage between a man and a woman, husband and wife. And that requires the connection, amen, of God's covenant. God's covenant. We, we don't talk about the God's covenant in marriage that when you come down the aisle with your pretty dress and your tuck that you rented and uh, you get married, the vows which are binding says, uh, do you take this man, this woman to be your lawful wedded wife, husband, to have in a whole, amen, through uh, poor and rich through, through difficulty and, and then I, do you take the I do it's a, it's, it's a commitment it's a covenant and what, what it is it's amen a confession that you're going to do it God's way forsaking all others and be glued to them only um, it's, it's a covenant. It's a union of marriage that requires the covenantal promises, commitment, compassion, cooperation. And we said that in marriage, you got to readily accept the person with all their baggage. And that's a lot of acceptance. You got to accept the good, the bad, and the ugly. You got to accept their history, their fractures, Amen. Their exposures. You you got to accept the person wholeheartedly. Up front, then you got to make adjustments. Can I get a witness? Uh, I may not, not like the way you eat. Maybe you smack. Maybe, maybe you belch. You know, we got to make some adjustments up in there so we can keep peace. Can I get a witness? Maybe you don't like keeping a clean home. Yeah, maybe you like putting your dirty clothes on the floor and leaving them there. So there's a lot of adjustments, 
and, and agreements that have to be made. And then you have to abide. The word abide means to remain. Through it all, through the thickness, you got to remain. To death do us part. you got to remain. Amen. And some people want to run out. Some people want to, you know, try to get a new partner. No, no, no. The Bible does not speak of any of that. And pastor needs to preach the Bible. Can I get a witness? Y'all ain't got to say amen. I mean, amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, and, and there may be times when you want to walk out, times you want to pack up, times you want to say goodbye, I've had enough of this, but God's word and principles should permeate the union. Then from the union, we go to <laughs> the unity. The unity is love, liberation, and labor. You got to work. Uh, can I get a witness? Yeah, you got to work to love and you got to work to try to liberate the other person. Not liberate yourself, liberate the other person. What can I do for my husband? What can I do for my wife? What can I do for my children? So there is a union, there is a unity, and then there's a unit. And the unit is the motivation and maturation of your children. And this is not easy. It's, 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 it's a lot of work raising kids. Amen. It's a lot of priority raising kids. Amen. And, 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 and let, me, let me stop Paul's apart. See, pastor is committed to the principles of scripture. I preach the whole counsel of God. I'm not coming up here telling you how you can get deliverance, get rich. Amen. And, and run and shout and preach and teach and speak in tongues and, and, and claim the Holy Ghost and all that other stuff. Uh, no, we preach the whole, the family is God's first institution. Genesis chapter 2, Adam and Eve. It's his first institution, so somebody's got to preach on the family because we are allowing Satan to raise our kids on the internet, on Facebook, on social media, through their phones. And the fact of the matter is, is that the church needs to, to stand still and preach the gospel of good news, which is Jesus Christ dying for your sins, but also the principles of scripture. Can I get a witness? That is, um, we, we don't want to spend the time, yeah, and the tough times raising kids. We want our kids to be our friends. Now, let me stop pausing part because I know some folk won't have problems with this. I keep reminding my three grown kids, 31, 29, 26, I'm your father, not your friend. There needs to be some space there. I'm your father. So don't expect me to pat you on the back and agree with everything. Don't, don't expect me not to say something when it's out of order. I'm not your friend. I am your friend, but I'm not your friend. I'm your father. You only got one father, I think. Praise the Lord. I'm, I'm, your, I'm, your, I'm your friend. I'm your father. In the name of that, there ain't no shot of sister going. Just be quiet. But I'm your, I'm your father. Can I get a witness? And, and so the fact of the matter is, I'm not looking for my children 
to make me feel loved. I'm not looking for my children to be my friend, although they are. I'm not, amen, I'm not looking for my children to agree with me in everything. Do I have a witness? I don't have a need to be your road buddy. Uh, yeah, in the name of Jesus. And the fact of the matter is, is that when you have that mentality, and because most of us that are empty and bankrupt, that's what we want out of our children. We want our children to build up what's broken in us. Oh, I'm going to teach. We, we got issues. You know, maybe I didn't grow up in a loving home. Maybe I didn't have good models. Maybe, 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 maybe I'm battered, bruised, and brittle. So I, I need to use my kids as my reinforcement so I feel good about myself. That's not parenting. That's a prostitute. You, you don't need to go there. The fact of the matter is, and, and the reason we're experiencing so many problems with our union and unit and unity is because we don't have God's word. Amen. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Thy word is settled forever in heaven. Thy word. The word of God ain't going to make you feel good all the time. These things in the word of God I don't feel good about. Like love your enemies. Nix them. Oh, 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 oh yeah, the Lord said love them. The Lord said love them. How do I do this? Amen. So the fact of the matter is, is that uh, when, we, when we deal with the matter of these three things, that um, a strong home, is predicated on peace, purity, and promotion. Yeah. Strong home. Strong. There's order, there's obligation, and there's outlook when you look at a strong home. And I want to thank God for my parents, although they weren't perfect, neither we. Fathers fail, mothers miscue, children are challenged. But you've got to have a forgiving spirit. You've got to be able to forgive and restore those that have made mistakes. And so when we look at through the lens of three facets, and I'm going to close this week on the family, I want to, I want to just say that um, the reason is a falling away from the church is because there's a falling away from truth. Yeah. And once we fall away from truth, then we're living a lie. That sounds good. Are y'all with me? We're letting society dictate to us, and even, even the union, the union, the unity, and the unit, and then, amen, there's the uniformity of a blended family. That takes a whole lot of perspective, passion, and parameters. Amen. If I marry you and you got a child, or you marry me and I got a child, we got to sit down and we got to talk through a lot. Y'all can get quiet if you want. Expectations and, and all the other things. And 
You cannot marry me or I marry you and you still talking in the, uh, uh, the with, with, with a personal pronoun. This is my child. Well, marry your child. You, you can. It was going to get tight up in there. You can have your cake and eat it too. Maybe that's why the last one left. Because you want to have it your own way. And you cannot tell somebody that's going to marry into a blended situation, these are my kids, you can't touch them. You out of your military mind. You, you've got to have perspective, parameters, and passion. And you've got to understand that they're taking on your child that's not their blood child. Well, you're taking on their child that's not their blood child. It's, it's tight. But all this is part of our society. So the fact of the matter is, is that when we look at these things through these three lenses, we begin to see some problematic situations. And I want to say this, that, that the fundamentals of the family, the nuclear family, the modern family, is, is comprised of a, of a husband, a wife, and children. And, and uh, uh, there's a lot there. There's a lot there. So when we counsel people, we're trying to counsel from the perspective of the word of God. Can I get a witness? And, and, and understand this, kids need good models. Good models. I, I try to be a good dad because I had a good dad. Can I get a witness? Uh, my kids came back to me and said, Dad, we got our drive from you because I, I, I've been driven. I've worked. I try to use wisdom, and I try to be warm to them. Do I have a witness? In the 50s and 60s when I was being raised, it was all rules. I didn't, I didn't have too much of a relationship. I didn't get kissed going to school. I got thrown out the house going to school. You're late. Get out of here. If a plate was on the table, you knew you were loved. We didn't sit around the table, hold hands, pray, and, well, let's say, I love you. We, we didn't do all that. We sat down, and, and, and there was respect, restraint, responsibility. Can I get a witness? I grew up in a very structured home. Now, let me tell you how I was blessed. By growing up with rules in relationships, mostly rules, when I went in the military at 17 for seven years, I had no problem. In fact, I looked at the TI in basic training and said, is this the best he can do? You understand? The fact of the matter is, I've been taking orders all my life. And, 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 and those old folk had a formula because, they, you, know, you know, when we say things that bother you like a child is seen, not heard, that is not to say the child is insignificant, is that the child had boundaries. Are y'all with me? Ain't nobody here your age. Come on now. There was boundaries. You had chores. You respected. I had to say yes, ma'am, no, sir. Yeah. I had a respect for authority. So when I went in the military and the man was giving me an order, I carried it out. I didn't sit there and pull out a gun and want to shoot him. The, the fact of the matter is, where you have come from, is a direct correlation to where you are. Your history has a lot to do with your hysteria. Yeah. You married somebody that don't want to work. You married somebody that don't see you as the, as, as the object of love. 
You married, I'm preaching up in this place. You married somebody who's got a foul mouth, a foul mind, and wants to do their own thing. They, they are segregationists. They're individual. They don't care what you say. They do what they want to do. And you ought not send your kids to church. You ought to bring them to church. You ought to pray with them. You ought to rebuke them when they're wrong. In the name of Jesus. So the fact of the matter is when we begin to look at amen, uh, I see some reprehensible things on social media, on TV, and we just flop our children down in front of that TV and let them watch whatever they want to watch. And they are programming their minds with satanic garbage. Do I have a witness? Yeah, yeah. So, so, so in, in, in the name of Jesus, there, there, are, there are three facets that we kind of want to look at. Um, man's relationship with God is the fear of God, Proverbs 1-7. And, 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 and let me say this to you. Proverbs is written by Solomon, a man of wisdom. It's on the wisdom of God. Proverbs 1-7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Amen. And, and the fear, the trust, amen. Uh, the fruitfulness, decision-making, friends, family, sinfulness, all that's in Proverbs. It, there, there is a, uh, there's a dialogue of wisdom in Proverbs from a man and his God. The fear of the Lord, the fear of the Lord. We have to be taught how to fear the Lord. I remember coming to church every Sunday, and uh, you didn't you didn't chew gum and talk in church. Your parents taught you fear. You're fearing the Lord. You're in the house of the Lord. Remember that? Maybe maybe you don't. Praise the Lord. And 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 uh, uh, the fact of the matter is, man's relationship with the Lord, man's relationship with the self, has to do with character. It, it has to do with, amen, uh, 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 foolishness. Uh, it has to do with suffering. It has to do with self-control, a lot of self-control. Kindness has to do with all of these things that are in housed in Proverbs. And then the man's relationship to others is our love, amen, and, and our, 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 our friends, our enemies, our, our faithfulness, and so forth and so on. All these things are housed in uh, Proverbs. It deals with the man, chapters 1 through 7. And a father, Solomon, talking to his son, Rehoboam, my son, my son, my son. A lot of instruction, a lot of discipleship. And then in Proverbs 31, it deals with the mother, a virtuous woman. And then the children rise up. And call her blessed. And the father also. And the father also. Now if the father ain't rising up. Something's wrong with the blessedness. In the name of Jesus. So one of the things that we begin to see. Is that when we look at the family. What has happened to the nuclear modern family? Well it is because they are not under the same. Hallelujah principles that we came up under. They don't have to come to church. Mom, I don't want to go to church. Okay, well, I'll be back. Hmm, interesting. 
They're not in Sunday school. They're not in the Word. Um, there are different reasons why there has been a falling away. They're looking to the mother and father, and all they see is antagonism. Hmm. That is, your and my history hollers at us. I got some historical issues that's in me. Whether it was rejection or abandonment or anger, I, I, I got historical stuff that the Holy Spirit has to separate me from. Hmm. And 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 uh, we 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 all have to go through. Um, that whole segment of understanding what's already on the inside. Praise the name of Jesus. And I was hard on my kids. I was a, I was a disciplinarian. I was hard on them. Uh, and and, and uh, some things I regret, some things I don't regret. I was hard on them. And um, by the grace of God, they're doing well now. But, you know, I, I, uh, I, I next week, I have fears. I've seen too much. And, and so my thing is uh, that these three lens that I'm about to look through are critical to everything. I, let, me, let me say this to you, that when you and I obey the principles of God first and let our feelings and our own understanding go, God loops around and God heals and God helps. Yeah. He's a, he's a truth-keeping God. Amen. And, and, and so, uh, you know, like, just like tithing. I'm not getting there, but bring, bring your tithes into the storehouse that there may be da-da-da-da-da-da. And, and, and tithing is not uh, forceful giving. It's cheerful giving. It's a matter of faith, not frustration. It's a matter of priority. Bring your first fruits into the house. God, and God is faithful. He's faithful. So the, the, the fact of the matter is that when we begin to look at this facet of parenting, and, and like I said, I've made mistakes, you've made mistakes, and we're human, we're sinful, and we've not done everything according to God's blueprint, but praise the name of Jesus, you, you can at least be exposed to the principles of God. Bring up a child in the way they should go. Don't just raise them for them to go to college and get a master's or doctorate. Yeah. Education without salvation is just information. Are y'all getting me? You, you, you put that word in them at an early age, so when they get old, they will not depart. Do I have a witness? That, that child of God, I, 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 I see first uh, the caretaker 
That is where the child is totally dependent upon the parent, ages 1 to 12. Now, I don't know if you can remember back that far, but ages 1 to 12 are formative years, very critical. They're looking for a good model. Um, their, their security is seeing their mother and father love each other. Not having a mother and a father. Seeing their mother and father love each other. That is a child's security. Lord have mercy. Let that one soak in. So if they never see you kiss, and you're supposed to be married, never see you talking in peace, and you're supposed to be married, Lord have mercy. Never see you holding hands, you're supposed to be married. What are they to think of marriage? Always got an attitude, always on the phone, telling your business to everybody. What, what in the world is marriage? Not spending time together. Hmm. No closeness, no passion. No confessions. What are they supposed to think? And, 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 the fact, and the fact of the matter is, is that this age of 1 to 12 are formative years in which they have to be programmed for confidence, self-confidence, security, self-security, Lord have mercy, self-esteem, amen, all of those important things that they will need throughout life has to be programmed into them. By loving parents. Think about what I'm saying. They need rules. They don't just need relationships. They need rules. They need parameters. They need boundaries. You know, old folks say a kid is seen, not heard. Ain't nobody here your age. You, 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 you shouldn't even be in this conversation. Lord, have mercy. And you shouldn't train your kids to come to the dinner table with phones when you should be eating as a family and they're on the phones texting and talking to their friends. Now, you got to do that at an early age. In the name of Jesus. That, that is. This age between 1 and 12 are not only the formative years, but man, you gotta, they, they gotta learn, uh, self, they have to learn everything about themselves. They are formulating mentalities. If they see a bunch of cussing and fussing and fighting, if they, yeah, it's tight. If you're trying to send them to church, but you don't go to church, or dad don't go to church, or mom don't go to church, there, there are issues that will later deal with them in the name of Jesus. That they can't have respect for authority. You at home talking about the pastor in front of them. Now you can talk behind my back. But, but the fact of the matter is, all of these things in the formative years, now you got to go back to your formative years. 
If you had a father that was drunk, if you had a father that was in the streets, if you had a mother that was disrespectful, if you had this, you had that, all that impacted the way you think. Your mistrust, your fractures, your fragments, all that goes into that because, and you can't go back and put toothpaste back in the tube, but you can be honest with your children and say, listen, I, I made mistakes with you guys. I shouldn't have done this, shouldn't I? That takes a mature person to realize that what is being programmed from ages 1 to 12 will be with them the rest of their lives. In fact, their marriages are going to be interrupted by those things. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Lord have mercy. And I, 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 I am indebted to my parents for their, their love, their hard work. They played the hand out that they was dealt. Oh, I, you know, I heard things I shouldn't have heard, seen things I shouldn't have seen, but my mother and father was committed. Thank God for the commitment. They had a covenantal relationship of commitment, of compassion. Lord have mercy. And they, and they stuck it out. Praise God. Look at me. I'm not that bad. At least not in church. <laughs> now, when I got in the streets, I learned a whole other dialogue. But I ain't bring it home. Turn to your neighbor and say, I never brought it home. You couldn't. In the name of Jesus. That, that these, these formative years, you are a caretaker. You're taking care of every facet of that child. Their clothes, their food, their upbringing, their education, their friends. You, you are in charge of every facet of that child. Every facet. Every facet. I, I was sharing with him this morning. I ain't going to share too many war stories because you heard them all. But across the street in 1987, when I came here, there was a school teacher about 34 years old. Nice, beautiful young lady. And she came to me. She said, Pastor, I need to talk to you. She started crying. I said, what's wrong, baby? And we prayed. And she had a 14-year-old daughter. And she was in my study. And she said, uh, uh, my daughter hit me. And I started shaking. Because I started thinking about my mother. <laughs> 14. And when I brought the daughter in, she was chewing gum, smacking it, which I hate. Don't take the gum out of her mouth. And she was a little sassy. And she said, she hit me, I'm going to hit her back. So the mother was crying and said, I tried to do everything in the world for her. You know, no father in her life. And I said, mother, can I have your permission? She said, yeah, whatever you want to do, Pastor. I said, I said, leave my study. And when she left my study, I took my belt off. And the girl was there, and I said, I will whip your backside. And the girl started shaking. She said, I, I said, no, you don't disrespect me. And I, I didn't hit her. But I couldn't believe the breakdown of authority to that degree. You understand what I'm trying to say? And, and so, child of God, because if, if it were me, my mother would say, I bought you in this world. My mother had been locked up for murder. Abuse. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? 
Amen. In the name of Jesus. But the fact of the matter is, is that um, um, ages 1 to 12, you are the caretaker. You have to program in. You got to teach them how to tithe at an early age. If you give them a dollar, tell them the first 10 cent goes to Jesus. Do I have a witness? My mother gave me money for Sunday school every Sunday now. Some of it I spent candy on. And she didn't know about it. And if she gave me a dime, five cents one to candy. Yeah, she didn't know about it. And, 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 but, but what I'm trying to say, you teach them how to budget. When I was in elementary school, they gave all of us a little PSFS book with a quarter of 50 cent in it. How many of y'all got that? That's back in the 50s, 60s. Yeah. And you had your little savings account. You had a savings account. And, 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 and I'm just saying, you got to teach them everything regarding life. You can't speed it up and give them what they can't endure. You can't talk about sex at 11 years old. You shouldn't talk about relationships at 12 years old. You, you got to be careful that they are a child. Stay in the child's place. Remember that? Yeah. That you, 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 you can't speed up Lord have mercy. The process. You just can't speed it up. You know, and, and, and so this critical age of caretaker is you as a loving parent program everything in that child that's positive, that's biblically based, amen, that's praiseworthy for their lives. Hmm. You know, sit down and have a talk about Jesus. Who, who, who is Jesus to you? Well, you, 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 you've got to make sure. And, and you know, see, times have changed so bad that y'all think pastor's a dinosaur. He's way out of line. Well, if the teacher called home, you got two beatings. My mother would never say to the teacher, well, I don't believe that. All she had to do was get a call. Do I have a witness? You know why every morning you get up and turn the news on, people murdering each other, shooting each other and all that? They ain't got no respect for authority. They weren't raised that way. Can I get a witness? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and so the fact of the matter is, is that today you got parents that are on drugs. You got parents that are out in the street. They're loose. Amen. They're, they're, they, they do things in front of their kids that are reprehensible. They say things that are reprehensible. They let their kids raise themselves and then they wonder where they went wrong. You gotta protect them kids. Their minds, their hearts, their future, their will. You can't talk bad about their father or their mother in front of them. That's their parent. The fact of the matter is, this, this caretaking age is critical. I'm a workaholic because I had a working father and a working mother. I saw work. Yeah. I saw two people driven. They had their problems, but they were driven. Do I have a witness? We had a home of order and obligation. Yeah, and I thank God for that. Grew up in a clean home. They taught us how to cook, how to clean, how to do chores. 
All that has to be taught to a child. Praise the name of Jesus. And, 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 and so my mother would come in the kitchen and, and we say, the kitchen's finished. And she just take every dish and throw it back in the sink. This ain't clean. If a piece of paper was on the floor and I walked past it, get popped upside your head. Didn't you see that piece of paper? <laughs> Do you know that? Listen to me. Listen to me. I'm only 41, but listen to me. There was a piece of paper in my study, and I saw it, and I started trembling when I looked at it. And, and I picked it up. <laughs> I picked it up and threw it in the trash because I was raised that way. Lord have mercy. And all you need somebody in the neighborhood to say, I'm going to tell your mother. That was it. There was a fear of God and a fear of authority. Caretaker. Mm. Summertime. Be back on these steps. Row home. South Philly. Be back on these steps at 9 o'clock. You better be there at 9. Curfew on the front door, curfew on the refrigerator. No, no, after dinner, you wouldn't go in the refrigerator cooking eggs and bacon at 10 o'clock at night. Talking about you didn't like what was for dinner. Well, go to sleep hungry. They ain't play that. See, all that taught us discipline. Do I have a witness that, that those caretaking ages of our children, Lord have mercy, is a time for them to be programmed with principles. My wife used to tell my daughters, a, a lady does not walk up the street with a chicken bone in her mouth. <laughs> I tell them, give me the bone. <sighs> or a lady shouldn't spit. You know, you got to teach your daughter how to be a lady. They don't, they, they don't get that automatically. You got to teach your son how to be a gentleman. Isn't that right? Y'all getting quiet up in here. Lot of programming! Ages 1 to 12. Secondly, not only your caretaker, but your coach. These are developmental ages. 13 to 18, teenage. Clarence Walker had a book, Help, There's a Monster in the House. Teenage years are tough. Aren't they tough? Think about it. They're tough. My mother and father ain't had no talk with me about birds and bees. I knew more than they knew. From the streets. Shoot. Come on now. I, you know, and, and, and see, the requirement is that when you become a teenager, now you're starting to loosen up and, and allow a little trust Allow low independence, not too much. Let them make some decisions and, and, you know, speak to them about life and about relationships and about college and about uh, uh, the future. All, all, all of that are, are, are housed in the coaching years. What does a coach do? He teaches you how to play the game. Isn't that right? Now, now I, you know, I, I used to be on my daughters. I said, listen... Uh, you watch these young men, da 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 da, and 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 my wife said you can tell the ones that was out in the street because they scared, you know. I say just you know just watch, watch, watch. I was in the gym and they uh, the, on youth night, 
And this little boy looked at Diamond and said, oh, I'm going to talk to her. And somebody said, he said, you're going to talk to your daughter. I went up to him and said, you got three seconds to get out of her face. Three. I'm on two now. And I guess he was looking at me saying, what did I do wrong? And, and, and uh, shoes untied and drawers hanging down. I said, no, nah, this ain't happening, Doc. You forget that. This ain't happening. I don't, I don't care what you got to say. This ain't happening. Praise the name of Jesus. That the fact that and, and see, fixed marriages are biblical. They're in the Bible. I don't. I'm not saying you do, you need to do this, but the parents arranged for a, a boy and a girl to get married from birth. Thank God we didn't do that. Thank God we don't do that. Praise the name of Jesus. And, 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 uh, but, but, but the fact of the matter is, is you ought to have major input. Amen. Major input. Don't let your child come home and thrust on you what they want to do. At a teenage age, they need to do good in school. They need to know where they're going and how they're going to get there. Come on now. They need to have a respect for authority. Come on now. They, they need to be diligent in budging. They need to know how to use a checkbook. They need to know how to use a credit card. These are all teachable things that we put into those years of coaching. Of coaching. We got to coach them through life. Lord have mercy. That, that is, you're, you're trying to tell them how to play the game of life. I've never had a need for my children to like me. I knew what I was trying to do was beyond that. They'll come back. They'll rise up when it sinks in and call you blessed. I actually told my mother before she died, I said, thank you for all the whippings. Thank you for not letting me have my way. I realized, I came to an age of accountability where I realized that what they were doing was best for me. That, that, that is, that, that's that culture. And see, I'm, I'm going I'm to I'm get through this. Many times the instructions we're giving our kids are the fornication, the, 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 the forter, I want to, not fornication, for fortifications that we need within ourselves. I don't feel good about myself. I don't like myself. I don't love myself. I don't have confidence in myself. I had a bad past. I had a bad daddy. I had a bad mommy. I had a bad upbringing. So I'm going to, out of fear, tell you to do things that's not biblical. My God. It's not in the cards. When you read all the scriptures on family, you'll find out that God has principles he wants the mother and father to put into those kids. Let me coach you. When I turned 16, I got my driver's permit, and my dad put me in a car, in his car, and I was driving, and we went over the Platte Bridge. I'll never forget that. This is in the 60s. And I tried to change lanes without looking at the side mirror, 
and he practically took my head off because I almost had an accident. Do you know today I'm paranoid about changing lanes? One smack or do you? <laughs> I told him this morning, I was, I was around 13, 14 years old. And I, no, I was younger than that. I was about nine. And I got a red wagon for Christmas because mother had six kids. You weren't getting too much. I had a red wagon for Christmas and I had cowboy guns. So the night before, I went out and bought these caps. And my mother and father was in bed. They had put all the toys up around the tree, put the caps in the gun. I ran upstairs, and I said, put the gun to my father. I said, bah, 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 bah. And the scared, and he smacked the daylights out of me. Because <laughs> they had boundaries. Do y'all understand what I'm saying? In the name of Jesus. Some, some of y'all talk about you had to go out and get a twitch or switch or whatever. No, I, I grew up in South Philly. Ironing cords, brooms, mops, shoes, whatever was in reach. The Bible says spare the rod. The rod was anything they could put their hands on. Do I have a witness? And, and, and see, child of God... Raising a family is tough because you got your own issues. You got your own areas of emptiness, resentment. You got your own areas that have never been healed. And we're trying to help others and we need healing. It's tight, but it's right. This matter of coaching, sometimes you got to put a coat, you got to put a player on a bench. When they won't follow the rules. Isn't that right? That, that is, we, we, we are caretakers, we are coaches with our children. And um, we need to be honest with our children. Tell them you failed. Tell them you made mistakes. Baby, I love you and I haven't done everything right. That goes a long way with children and teenagers. It goes a long way because they see honesty and transparency. When you don't say anything because you're worried about your, uh, you, you being accepted, you're going to mess them up because they, they saw it. They saw your miscues. Do I have a witness? It's tight. I was uh, mopping the kitchen one day, and my mother took the mop and threw it out. She said, I don't want you mopping. Get on your knees. Now, the kitchen wasn't that big, but the mop was slashing water up against the wall. Are y'all with me? And then I saw her with a scrub board cutting her hand washing clothes. We didn't have no Maytag. We had no Maytag. We didn't, you know, we we had to defrost the refrigerator. We had to crack the ice cubes. Remember them big metal things? Come on now. We had to take all the food out of the refrigerator and defrost it. Y'all know what I'm talking about? And my house smelled like white cat. The roaches was outside. Let us in. Let us in. And to the day, I can't stand a dirty house, trash. I I can't. Ditches in. I can't. No, Sister Gordon, don't leave no dishes in the sink. I I thought I'd say that. I can't take it. I wasn't raised that way. 
That's another conversation you better have before you get married. How were you raised? Well, I was raised in the streets. Well, we got a long talk. In the name of Jesus, dirty underwear on the floor, and Lord have mercy, belching at the kitchen table and smacking your lips. And in the name of Jesus, there, 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 there are some adjustments that have to be made. It's all good. Praise the name of Jesus. It's all good. Mm. That um, you're a caretaker, one to 12. Now think about what was engineered in you from ages one to 12. Please don't tell me sex. Don't tell me social media. I know it went back there, but don't tell me society's principles. Your parents, if they were like mine, they programmed you with principles of righteousness. Not that we kept them all. Principles. I got caught smoking in the bathroom in 12th grade in uh, South Philadelphia High. There was about 10 of us in there smoking. Man came in and said, all right, all y'all against the wall, you're suspended. And I said, oh, Lord. So my father had to take off work and come up to the school. And the vice principal said, we caught your son smoking in the bathroom. And my father said, my son don't smoke. Do you, son? I said, no. no, no. And after I was pastoring here and my dad was working here, I said, Dad, I got a confession. I said, remember that? He said, yeah. I said, I was smoking. He just looked at me, shook his head. I said, the first time I lied to my father. I lied out of fear. No, I wasn't smoking. I wasn't smoking. And I had a friend. This is a true story. Right there on 19th Street, South Philly. He was smoking and his father walked up. His father was a pianist for a church. Big, big, robust man. And when he saw his father walk up, he had smoke in his mouth. His father said, son, you do your homework. And he was scared to open his mouth because smoke was in it. And I was standing right there. This is a true story. He took the cigarette and crushed it in his hand and burned a hole in his hand. That's how much he feared his father. Mercy. You could see the flesh. I said, wow. Some of y'all said I would have got a beating. But, but the fact of the matter is we, we got to be caretakers of their faith, their fidelity. Come on now. Hey, amen. We got to be caretakers. Then we got to be coaches. Maybe this is how you do this. This is, you know, uh, what do you want to be in life? Where do you want to go in life? Well, I'm thinking about that. Well, how are you going to get there? You got to have those talks. You got to help them Amen. Matriculate through life. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of tenderness. It takes a lot of toil. And it takes proper touching. I kiss and hug my daughters, but I do it in a proper way. 
Oh, oh, Lord, I'm messing up now. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and so they got to be held accountable. Don't transfer your stuff onto them. Your mistrust of men, your anger, yeah, your past, your battered, your bruises. Come on now. Don't, don't pass that on to your kids. You got to coach them in a positive, positive, positive manner. And, 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 and so there's coaching, and then there's, uh, I mean, there's caretaking, and then there's coaching, and this stuff is hard. This, this does not come easy or automatically. You and your wife, you and your husband, you're not going to agree on everything. That, that, that conversation has to be settled aside of your children. You cannot, in front of your children, create hell and think they're going to be peaceful. It's tight. It's tight. That the traditional church was predicated. Amen. Listen to me. It was predicated on caretaking of a child that had boundaries. Yeah. And then, and then, and then, coaching teenagers, coaching of teenagers. You know, I, I, I look back now, I laugh. My mother would say, "You gonna join the choir?" There was no response. You gonna join the choir? I can't sing. I don't want to be up there with them hypocrites. I don't. You gonna join the choir? You gonna be on usher board? You're going to serve in the youth department. You're going to Sunday school. There, there was a one-way conversation. How many of y'all grew up with one-way conversations? Just one way. Not, baby, what do you want to do? You can't do that to a child. That comes later. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hmm. Keep your virginity. And we're talking teenagers now. Somebody said the last version was Mary. But anyway, had the conversation. Keep, keep your virginity. That's, that's major for you to present your body to your husband pure. Like I did, Sister Gordon. I presented my body pure. I was pure. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had, I had to laugh myself. Uh, I was polluted, but I was pure. When we got married, we had to make a decision who was going to handle the money. And she had more money than I did, so I guess, you know. But... But she did an excellent job in handling the money. That didn't affect my manhood. It enhanced my house. I'm not good. I, I wasn't good handling all the money. Not because I couldn't, you know, do it. It's because how I did it. Call an electric company. How much do I owe you? You owe us $75. Well, I'm going to send 50 <laughs> <laughs> 
I'll, I'll get the other 25 next month. Lord, have mercy. And I thank God for Sister Gordon. Thank you, Sister Gordon. Great job. Praise the Lord. You can't be up there ignorant talking about I'm the man. I wear the pants. No, you wear something else. You got to evaluate strengths and weaknesses and complement each other. Do I have a witness? Yeah. So, so child of God, this thing on caretaking and coaching is a lot of work. I'm glad my kids are grown. Hallelujah. There's a lot of work, though. It's a lot of work. And, 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 and a lot of energy. A lot of, a lot of, come on, come on now, a lot of, uh, initiative. You know, you had to, you know, you were going through stuff with your husband, your wife, with your kids, with your job, with your health, with your strength. You, you had to wing it all. That's a lot. And the one thing you don't want to do in front of your kids is make things negative that need to be positive. They don't need to look at your relationship and say, I don't ever want to get married. Lord, have mercy. I ain't never going back to church. And let me tell you something. It's not the church that ran them out. It's you that ran them out. Because they saw inconsistencies in what you call faith. Oh, I'm preaching. So, child of God, we we have the coming in. We have the caretaker, the coach, and then finally the counselor. The third facet of this is the the caretaker. They are totally dependent upon you. The coach, you are developing them. And then the Counselor is their deliverance and their departure. Now, I know it's going to get quiet now. I left home at 17. I graduated high school. Vietnam was, it was hot. 1968, it was going on. It was the hottest year of Vietnam. Don't let nobody fool you. I was at 401 North Broad at 17 swearing in because Listen, I graduated in June when they first built the Spectrum. The roof was leaking. My graduating class was close to 2,000. And I got my draft notice in March. You're 1A and you're going to be drafted. So, listen to Pastor. September, I was in the military. And the fact of the matter is, is that... uh, 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 my oldest brother was one wide. They didn't take him because he had a police record. He had two, his, his police record was too long. They didn't want him. But all my other brothers went in the military. And the fact of the matter is, is that, uh, you know, when I, when, I, when I went in the military, I was 17. But all of those things that my parents had put in me made it easy to get through basic training in the military. I could follow orders. I didn't have a problem with protocol. I have respect, I have restraint, I have responsibility. All those things that my parents put in me made it easy in life. 
I wasn't lazy. I could work. Da 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 da. And, and so, child of God, when you understand, Amen, that those early years are critical, and then comes the departure date, and we use the metaphor. I'm coming in of a mother eagle training her eaglets. Listen, the father would do the hunting, the mother would build the nest, and at the bottom nest were thorns. Then she put this brush on top of the the thorns, so as the eaglets got larger, the thorns would stick them, which means it's time to go now. You cannot make your home too comfortable for your children. They got to have a date to leave in the name of Jesus. They got to go build their own nest. They got to start their own families. You can't have no 55-year-old son at home waiting on your social security check. (laughs) Eating all the food out of your refrigerator, sitting on the couch, watching your cable. Somebody need to preach it. Some of y'all saying it's time to go now. I guess so. And turn their bedrooms into offices. Fact of the matter is, when your child departs in independence on their own, then you can look in the mirror and say, I've done my job. Now, don't chase girls out. Let the girls stay there. But the boys, give me a break. How old is your son? Uh, He's 52. Well, where does he live? He lives with me. Something wrong with that picture, Doc. In the name of Jesus, your job is to help them to become independent. That's biblical. Now, now, if they got problems, you say, well, he had an accident or he's not feeling good, he's got health issues, that's different. But he healthy as you are. And he belching up your food, waiting for your check. Lord have mercy. It's tight. Now here's the here's the paradox. My kids are gone, but I miss them. I wish they were still here. Not as adults, but as kids. Because I don't like them too much as adults because they got their own opinions. <laughs> Daddy, I don't agree with you on this. I say, yeah, well. But fact of the matter is, you're a caretaker, you're a coach, and you're a counselor. And let me say this too as we close. As you are giving counsel to your kids, always put it in the form of a suggestion or a question. Have you ever thought about this? Because they don't have to obey you. Honor your father and your mother. Not obey your father and mother. They don't have to obey you. They can do what they want to do. Put your suggestions, put it in the form of suggestion. Son, daughter, listen, you might want to think about this. That's counseling. Counseling is meeting them where they are. Counseling is helping to build bridges to Jesus. Counseling is keeping them comforted, calm, collected, 
giving them counsel to what is right. Can I get a witness? There's some things I didn't like I wouldn't want my children to do. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? There's mistakes I made I don't want them to make. There's places I went I don't want them to go. Can I get a witness? Uh, child, child, child of God! The fundamentals of the family. Caretaker, coach, counselor. And now when we all get together, I just smile. They're independent. They've matriculated through school. They got their own places, their own jobs. I try to invest and transmit Jesus into their lives. And now all I can do is pray for them. Somebody prayed for me. Head me on. They're mine. Took the time to pray for me. And I'm so glad they prayed. Didn't your parents pray? They prayed over their first boyfriend who they knew wasn't no good. They prayed over their first girlfriend who was loose and lazy. They prayed over your problems, your fractures. Come on now, they prayed when you wanted to give up. They prayed when you had problems. They had they prayed when you uh, was cussing and complaining. They just kept on praying. You got to keep on praying. Lord, I stretch my hand to thee. No other help I know. If thou withdraw thyself from me, whither shall I go? You got to keep on praying. I'm going to pray you through. I'm going to pray you to heaven. I'm going to pray the hell out of you. I'm going to pray the confusion out of you. I'm going to pray the messed up mind of you. I'm going to pray. Thank God for Jesus. He prayed. Then he prayed. Anywhere he snatched us out of hell. In God good. In God great. In God gracious. Say thank you. For the, his goodness, thank you for his mercy, thank you for his grace, thank God for your parents, thank God for your bringing, caretaker, coach, counselor. Your children are not your friends. Your children are your children. Don't mix the two up. You need friendship, come to church. Can I get a witness? They can be a friend, but they're not your friends. You got to keep separation just far enough so they respect you. Can I get a witness? They're not your drinking buddy. They're not your get high buddy. They're not your partying buddy. Can I get a witness? The fundamentals of the family. Why don't we all go back and try to, we can't start over, but let's go back and see what we can straighten out that we messed up. Let's stay on our feet.
God is a mighty good God. Has every head is bowed, your eyes closed. If you're here this morning, you need to be saved. Just raise your hand. If you want to join the church for your Christian experience, raise your hand. We'd love to have you. We are back. Is there one? Jesus wants to save you. Is there one? Next Sunday, 1233, we'll have the shots for 12 years old and up. You can walk in, get the word out to your neighbors, your family, all community. St. Matthew's is the place. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for your word. Thank you for our families. Oh God, how we have fractured them. How we have foolishly conducted ourselves in front of them. And God, you are all forgiving God. Give us the wherewithal that we need to make sure that our Kids are mature, our marriages, oh God, are connected by commitment, covenant, compassion, cooperation, and that the ministry of our entire unity is blessed. Teach us thy way, O Lord, lead us in a plain path. Help us to love our children, help us to love our husbands, our wives. As you love the church. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Turn to your name and say, Neighbor, with the Lord's help, I'm going to try again. We love you. Have a great day. Did you know you can give using your smartphone? The method is simple, safe, and speedy. To give using this method, search for the SMBC app in your iOS or Google Play Store and download. Then launch the app and click on the Give button. Or feel free to give through our website. Go to www.stmatthewssbc.org, click Donation, and fill out the St. Matthew Secure Contribution and Payment Form. Time.